Welcome officially to Human Touch from Interact Studio. I'm Lou Solomon. This is our bi-weekly mini series on Zoom. It's free. We do it every other Thursday right here, 11 a.m. And if you are registered, once you're registered, you are on our list. We know where you are and you'll get a heads up uh, about the upcoming guests. And if you're new, we hope you'll come back. And for all the folks I see that are um, repeat, return, frequent flyers. We're just, we're just glad to see you. You know, we love you. A quick shout out to the Interact family in the house. We have, I know we have Porter Metzler somewhere, don't we? And we have Patrick Sheehan and Susie Adams and Jess Barilla and Michael Samet. I think I got everybody, is that right? Okay, well now uh, to our guest because I wanna really jump in here. We were just saying that in the unsettled time that we are feeling right now, many of us have hit what uh, is being called the pandemic wall. You know, we're in that burnout phase of, gosh, in the beginning, we had some resilience when the lockdown came, we were, jumping to it. But a year later, here we are, and um, still in a bit of unknowing. And we've been working from the kitchen table, and maybe we're, you know, feeling the effects of that. So it's important that we talk to people like Stacy Cassio. Now, Stacy is CEO of the Pink Mentor Network, and she's helping us thrive. I, I cannot tell you, I've spent a little time uh, doing some research on Stacy, and she is about empowerment and hope and optimism and we love all of that at Interact. So first let me just say Stacy, hello and welcome. We're so glad you're here. Oh, I am so happy to be here. I always get a little nervous when people are doing research on me. <laughs> I never know what you're gonna find. So <laughs> who knows what you found. Well, listen, it doesn't take much. You don't have to go far to get um, a good scoop on you, and it's all positive, so um, not to worry. But how, how are you doing, by the way? Your, your friends, family, loved ones, everybody okay? Everyone is okay. My parents and my in-laws are now fully vaccinated, which that feels like just a huge relief as an adult child, so very grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah, isn't, isn't that so true? Gosh. Well, you know, you have a lot of energy around you, Stacy, and it, that's, that's just refreshing today. You have a tribe, a bona fide tribe, and right here in the middle of what folks are calling this pandemic wall, what do you think that's about? Where is that energy coming from? So, I really feel strongly that right now we are desperate for solutions. So people who have, you know, what's on the other side of this pandemic, people who have an idea about how to reinvent work connection, uh, you know, all those things that people are craving right now, I think we're drawn to. And I have been super fortunate. I see so many familiar faces in this room and it's just, continues to remind me why I do the work I do. Because I remember early on a mentor told me, 
you know, Stacey, you are uh, charmingly contagious. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's a good thing. And it took me a little while. And then I realized, you know, it took me 38 years to figure out why I was put on this earth. And then two more to believe it. And then two more more to convince others I know what I'm talking about. And so now that energy is contagious. And I think people are drawn to folks who are working towards making it a better place for all of us, whatever that is, whatever you find your passion in, when you share it with someone, they're drawn to that. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely believe that there's something that is, there's some kind of alchemy to hitting your true place in life. And something happens when you hit it and you continue to, to grow and, you know, school's in for life forever, but there is, there is something about hitting that place and knowing that you're there that um, it is, it's seismic and people are seeking real. People are seeking real. Now tell us, you know, what were you doing before you said it took you 38 years and two to believe it. What were you doing before Pink Mentor Network and how did it come about? Oh, Lou, that is a rap sheet of stolen opportunities. Honestly, if you look at my resume, it makes zero sense. The only place I could be, the only way this makes sense is that I'm here today doing this work. I am so grateful to have a lot of people believe in me before I believed in myself. And I, I had a lot of really strong visionaries that I worked hand in hand with as they were building their business. And it kind of gave me all the tools I needed in my toolbox, watching them, learning from them, build huge businesses, be very successful, be terrific leaders. Uh, I started to mimic their behaviors until they authentically became my own. Um, but what that was doing was putting me on their path. I was still lost. I had zero idea what my path was. So four years ago, I was the head of engineering for a manufacturing company. And I was the only in so many of those rooms. And I thought, wow, if I just had a strong female mentor to remind me that where I show up as the only, I am representing a whole underrepresented demographic and I need to show up authentically. But I did not have that confidence. I didn't have that, I didn't believe in myself in that way. So I started looking for mentorship outside of the company and I realized this is really challenging. It becomes a relationship burden to the mentor. It also becomes uh, just this kind of, I don't exactly know what I'm looking for. So I started to break down that relationship. And what I was really looking for was inspiration, conversation, and gatekeepers. And when I broke that down, I was like, okay, I can invite people to speak about things that I'm challenged with and bring others with me. And that started this events. And then it turned into this loyal community. Many of those folks are here today. Shout out to the Pink Mentor Network. And as I built that community, I recognized that there were patterns. There were reasons that people were coming into those rooms. And there were six times in our careers where learning from a mentor helped accelerate our growth. And those were critical pain points. 
there, anytime we're starting something, we uh, need an example of what success looks like. Anytime we're starting to lead, we are not taught how to be leaders, we are shown. Anytime we're stepping up as an expert, we need someone who has the reputation and the credibility to endorse our work. Anytime we're becoming innovative, we need to think about forward, we need to be around forward thinkers, people who are using different tools, different ways to do this work. And then the next two are kind of personal. We need people to help us grow. We need those people who have the career and social capital in our lives to introduce us to that next opportunity. And then 2020 proved the last one to all of us. We need people who believe in our work. It's more than your family. It's more than your friends. It's the people who know you as a professional and know you have this. So when I broke it down into that model, it allowed me to kind of reinvent mentorship. It was this like really gray area, antiquated. There wasn't any clear definition. So when I started going to organizations with this model, all of a sudden leaders are like, oh, I get it. I understand that my responsibility as a leader in our organization is to do these serve in these buckets, these six times to help people understand and then bring in uh, folks who need, who are deserving of the opportunity. And the interesting piece of that, Lou, is that's when the work became rewarding for the executives who got the model. It was like, all of a sudden, I know what to do with everything I have learned throughout my career and I could deposit it into someone else and help them advance their own. And in 2020, you know, organizations were craving that because we have been, culture has been decimated by social distance. And so understanding there's a different way to support and connect with one another has become really, really powerful. Yeah. Well, I just love that uh, you have demystified this whole squishy, fuzzy thing of mentorship because you're right. It, it scares people that you're, well, you're going to want a good bit of my time. I don't know what you want. And people don't know how to ask for that. Just the whole mystification around what it is and how, I mean, you've, you've just cleared all that up. So uh, it's, it's exciting to hear you talk about it. You know, you have made a big leap uh, with your life, with your career to become an entrepreneur that just put everything on the line. And that's scary. That's, um, that's tough, particularly in times like this, that you did it. If people are today who are in the house thinking about making a change in these tough times, what would, what would be your advice? And by the way, everyone, feel free to open up the chat and throw in your comments and your questions because Stacy is going to try and get to as many as she can. And if she'll stay, she says she'll stay with us after 1130 if there are still questions on the line and you can stay. And if not, I'll bet she'll get back to you anyway. But Back to that question, what's your, what's your advice there, Stacy? Yeah, I get this question a lot. And my first response is, why the heck are you asking me? I am still trying to figure this crap out. Like this is really hard. Uh, and then I, I think about it as, okay, do you have the time, energy, bandwidth and money to do this? 
Uh, it will require more than you ever thought of all of those things. Every start requires time, energy, and bandwidth. A business requires money. So what are your resources? Are you ready for this? Uh, and then the next piece that I always ask is, are you a little crazy and almost a narcissist? Because it is going to be super hard and very lonely. And the reason that it's hard and lonely is because you're the only one that sees what's possible. You're the only one who sees this vision and has it. So you have to bring others along with you. You have to help them imagine that things could look differently with your service, your solution, your product. And so that, that is a challenge. Uh, and then, you know, the next piece, I think when, you, when you're looking at entrepreneurship is understanding that today's challenges are going to prepare you for tomorrow's opportunities. And every single step you take is going to lead to the next thing. You don't have to have all of the answers today. Have a plan of what you want to accomplish today and then give, your time to, give yourself time to reflect and apply those learnings to tomorrow. Um, that was one of the biggest things for me is I had to remove what I thought success was and the metrics that um, I was holding myself to because they no longer existed. The, the title, the office, the team, it was all on me now. Every day was a file open new and just create it. And that can be terrifying. Uh, I tell entrepreneurs that if you're not careful, you're going to be paralyzed by opportunity because you could do anything. You're going to get pulled in uh, so many directions but you have to, uh, busy is a choice and you have to really set some clear boundaries about what you will and won't do. And that will become clearer as you head down that path. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start looking through the chat, but meanwhile, we asked you to give us some golden rules or pointers about building relationships online because, I mean, look at this virtual world we've become accustomed to. But, it, you know, beyond this last year, it's, it's a way of life for us, uh, even before and certainly going forward. So tell us a little bit about your, you know, according to Stacy, the ways in which you can build relationships online. Yeah, I think um, relationship building online is really all about uh, making sure you're ready for that conversation. When you connect with someone, and we have these huge nets that we can cast these days because of social media, our profiles, all of those things, but not every single person you connect with is knows what they need from you right now. So the first piece to this is being clear and transparent about why you're asking for the person's time. And I, I like to be as succinct as possible and say, hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time? Because I saw you here, you are terrific at whatever it might be. And I wanna learn how you did that. Um, and so it has to be less transactional. I like to think about my network as a bank account and I am constantly contributing. I don't know when I'm going to need to withdraw, but I know I will. And understanding that as I deposit into that bank account, and it's, it's so funny to think about this because 
my very first boss is on this call and every single third or Wednesday before Thanksgiving, it, he was my boss decades ago. I send him an email and say, what you did for me then helped me get here. I am so grateful. So I think a huge piece is telling people they matter. Once you make that connection, once you have that conversation, tell them they matter. They'll continue to invest in you. I mean, it's this actually, I see so many faces where I am so grateful and would not be here had these people not believed in me in one day that I needed it, you know? And so I think you don't know when you're going to need that person, but people come into our lives for a reason. And I, I always say I'm grateful for the day that our paths cross because there was a reason for that. And uh, sometimes I carry people along a long time before I figure out why, but then it will hit me and I'll be like, I know why you came into my life because I needed to hear this or I needed to see that. And just telling people that they matter, especially right now when we, we can't see them face to face, it's just critical. And I think we, we kind of take an easy road here and just start connecting with people on LinkedIn. I know it's so funny when I changed my title to CEO, y'all, that was a uh, self-given title. It really means nothing, but apparently it means something on LinkedIn. People started wanting to connect with me and, you know, it's tell me why, if I say something, if my message resonates with you, tell me why. And let me know how I can help you. And if we just want to connect for just because you're not sure how to use me now, tell me that. I met you here and what you said, I heard. Just, I think that we have to make it less transactional and more about there's a human behind every social media profile. Who are they? Why do they need to be part of your life? How can you carry them further in your journey? Yeah. I love that. It, um, do you see, by the way, that LinkedIn is having a resurgence because of the pandemic? Yeah, for me, it has. And I think it's because currently there are so many people in places of pain. Yeah. And, you know, that is the number one mistake I see people make with mentors is we show up with in front of people who have great experience, have great titles, and we carry our baggage into that conversation. Now think about if you reframed that and you showed up prepared with this vision of who you want to be and how that person can help you. We want to contribute to others' success. That's, that's just, a, that's the nature of who we are and how we're connected. And so if I show up with my vision of, hey, you know, I want to make mentorship accessible for all. Will you help me get into your organization and share this with your leaders? You know, helping people understand what is next and why you're there is huge. I, I get a lot of LinkedIn messages, you know, I'm looking for my next job. You know, that conversation should have started six months ago. I, I we need to have a relationship before you start uh, withdrawing from this bank account. So understanding who that is and how to build them, um, even, you know, all, all through your career, not just in the times where it, we're at places of pain. Yeah. 
I have a question from Chaz. Uh, he says, your why is so important. Is making your connection with others, finding what other, the other person's why is and connecting those dots? Mm. I, so Chaz is an interesting story. So Chaz and I met because when I was out of work, I started a, a support group called uh, Coworking for the Non-Working. And I put it on Meetup and I was like, at least I'll meet interesting people and I'll be able to uh, continue to grow my network. So Chaz and I met there and he's, he's phenomenal um, at relationship building. And you know you need those people in your life. For me, my why is legacy. Legacy, legacy, legacy. I will not be a mom. And so understanding that my legacy is the impact I have in others' lives, not the lives I create. And mentorship is the vehicle for greater legacy for me. And so I, I always think about, you know, first of all, the people who have invested in me, their legacy continues on because I'm sharing it with everyone I reach. And for me, you know, my legacy will be extended uh, through everyone who my story touches. And what a gift. You know, I, I constantly am encouraging leaders. We need to reframe what we think about mentorship. Mentorship is simply learning from someone else's experiences. If you're a leader, you've had some tough experiences. You've learned from them. What a gift to help someone else through what you have learned and who you're connected to, you know, that is a privilege. We have to reframe this from being a relationship burden to a privilege to connect others and help them on their journey. That will be the legacy of our lives. Yeah. You know, there is a Oh, gosh, a wisdom, a truism about helping others to succeed in your own life. And it is true, 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 isn't it? I mean, there is, um, it, it is amazing that if you lend yourself to helping others toward their goal of self-esteem, you will just catapult yourself. It's, it's a guaranteed thing. Tell us what matters to Stacy. Step outside the, the Pink Mentor Network for a moment. What matters most to you? I want my time to be, um, I want others to learn through my experiences. So uh, Brene Brown was just interviewing Barack Obama. And one of the things that they said or that they were talking about is a new definition for transformational leadership. And I think that applies to me. Uh, one of the things that they were saying is that two things can appear opposing, but, but both be true. And there's so much about my life that is that. It's, it seems to be in conflict, but yet it's true and it made me who I am. And I hope that you know others in some way will find a little bit more of their own authenticity from me being vulnerable with my story. And I, I always, it's always fascinating to me to hear what resonates with somebody when you tell them, you know, kind of your, your journey or your story. 
And it's always different. It's unique. And I think that's a cool piece about, you know, uh, events like this, where we get to share our experiences and you take what you need and you grow from it. You apply it where you can. And the piece that folks really miss, and, you know, this is why I, I love this idea of legacy is that gratitude piece. Thanking those who gave you an idea, who put the pieces together for you. There's, there's this whole, we do a terrible job because we're preparing people for work. But what we're not telling them is there's going to be this whole maybe decades worth of work where you're still collecting data. You're trying to put it all together. You're trying to understand what you're good at. You're trying to develop self-awareness. You're trying to find the people that you were meant to serve. And it's going to take a lot of showing up in different places, meeting different people. But the people who help you put those dots together are the people who you need to go back and thank. And there's so many of them on this call. I mean, I almost could tell, I could just go on for the rest of our time together and say how grateful I am for the folks on this call, because I would not be here had they not given me that beautiful lesson. Great. Great. Listen, we have uh, one message from the YouTube chat because we're streaming live. And the message is, Stacy, tell us about the difference between mentorship and sponsorship. Mm, yeah, that's uh, huge. And I'll even throw in a bonus for you. I'll tell you the difference between mentorship, sponsorship, and coaching. So mentorship is learning from someone else's example. It breaks down or in two different ways. Informal, we ha can have great sources of inspiration from folks that we have never been in the same room with. That is the best part about podcasts and social media. You can follow people who continue to inspire you. Those are informal mentors. Formal mentors are what we traditionally think of, hey, of, hey let's have coffee and let's have a conversation about something you've already lived through that I need to learn. So that's formal mentorship, but sponsorship is the pinnacle. It's this place where people who have the career and social capital that we need to advance in our careers also have a working knowledge of us. And they're the people who can open the doors for you, bring you to the table. Sometimes it's less obvious than that. Sometimes it's just pulling the curtain back so you can see what's happening behind the stage. These are the people who know where you are. They see something in you. They understand where you're headed and they'll give you that opportunity. Sponsorships is the gatekeeper of our careers. And then we have coaching. Coaching is a little bit different. So coaching is someone who has a process to help us get from here to there. They may not have lived it, our mentors have lived it and they're just giving you the unfiltered down and dirty of what to do and not to do. And you take from it what you want and use where you can. But the coach has a process. And, you know, when we go back, when you were asking me about some tips for entrepreneurs, I think one of them is know when you need a mentor and know when you need a coach. Too many entrepreneurs outsource work that can only be done by them. And what I mean by that is don't invest in a social media person. Don't invest in a business plan person until you've figured out what your message is, what your service is, 
how you're going to make money, who's going to buy this. Don't invest in those things until you've had conversations with your customers. They're going to tell you how much money they will pay. They're going to tell you what they need. Why they come to you is a good indicator of that because you have this magic that they need. And so that that's a huge piece. Too many times we do all the marketing before we even have had a conversation with a customer. And so I, I think, you know, understanding when you need a mentor, when you need a coach are really critical in helping us with career development. Yeah. There's a great question that could be our closing question, but it, this has gone way too fast. Um, but it's from our buddy, Lisa Stryker. And she says, you're a visionary entrepreneur and change agent. This takes a lot of energy. How do you sustain that energy when things feel shaky or uncertain? <laughs> what keeps you going? Oh, shout out to Lisa Stryker. She's always the best. Uh, so th this may surprise you all, but I'm extremely introverted. I am not one for networking, really. I want to have networking with a purpose, know why I'm in the room, know who I'm looking for. Uh, I, there's the Simon Sinek, um, I, that I, he has a quote saying that, you know, an introvert wakes up with coins in their pocket and five coins and they're giving them out all week. And then by Friday, they're done. But an extrovert has empty pockets when they wake up. And they're looking to collect coins through relationships all week. And I'm definitely introverted. And so at Friday at 5, 8, or 5 p.m., I am just, no one talked to me. I'm down. I'm on the couch. I'll probably be there for most of the weekend if you, you know, if, if, I, if it was a long week. Um, but knowing what energizes you and, you know, a lot of things I push myself into because I know the experience will help me grow. And so, you know, even this today, it isn't natural for me to talk about myself for 30 minutes. Honestly, I'm surprised anyone would show up for that. <laughs> but, but I will say, I knew there was a growth opportunity here. And I knew that it was going to consume a lot of my energy. And after this, I'll probably just retreat to some alone time and try to find those coins again. So I think it's, it's really important just that self-awareness of knowing how you recharge, knowing who you serve, because you will, you will find energy in those conversations. Yeah. Wow. Well, the good news to everybody on the call is you're going to get a link to this recording. So you can, Jess said that she would like to hear this every morning so that when she gets up, she can go out and attack the world. Everybody will get that as well as any kind of uh, info that you need to follow, Stacy. if you're not already. Michael has already asked me for that info, so uh, we'll make certain that you have that. And I just think it's a gift that you have taken this, this whole, what was previously fuzzy uh, idea of mentoring and exploded it with meaning and purpose for us and you are just the real thing and we love you to pieces so thank you thank you for being here can i can i add one more thing i know we're at yeah. time, but yeah. but here's here's one challenge that i've been speaking a lot for women's history month 
And the challenge that I leave with everyone in those rooms is always know how to ask for help. Know why you walked into the room and the reason that you're there. And so I'm going to take a bit of my own advice here. And I want you all to know that for Women's History Month, I am matching the investment of any company who is celebrating the women in their organization with Pink Mentor memberships because the work ahead of us, 2020 proved why work environments aren't working for women and how they're not working for women. And we have one nanosecond in history while everybody's attention is on it to do something about it. And so the work ahead will require more than a month. So I wanna lock arms with the companies and the women who are ready to take that on. Uh, if we don't change it now, it's going to be up to our daughters and the next generation. Um, so that's, that's why I am here today because I believe in this work. I believe this is the solution. It's interesting to think about that I, I really uh, was looking for support when I was underrepresented in those rooms. I went out, I found it. I created a solution and now I'm ready to go back into those rooms, which I once was so quiet for, but I have found my voice and a solution thanks to the amazing people of the Pink Mentor Network. And so that is now armed with that, go back into those rooms and we have a tool, we have a new way of supporting women and connecting and also then uh, helping people understand how to mentor and sponsor underrepresented populations within companies. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, everybody, thank you so much. Please mark your calendar for March 25th when our guest is Blair Premise of Ortho Carolina, and he'll be talking to us about breaking the rules of marketing, which he has been doing successfully for quite some time. If any of you followed uh, Ortho Carolina and the way they show up, um, he is, uh, you know, just a fascinating per person. So please join us for that. Look for our follow-up for the recording of this so you can um, have it on hand to lift yourself anytime you need it. And Stacy, one more time, thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody.